Great to see you all. Isn't it great summer? Welcome again to all those joining us online and later um, whenever you're watching. Isn't it amazing? Technology. Um, welcome back to Dave Lythe and the rest of his family from America. Holidays are uh, over. Back, welcome you back, Dave. Nice to have Matty and Danica. Is that right? From, from Grace Church. <laughs> Uh, with us today visiting that's brilliant so we're going i'm going conti continuing the the theme i've been doing um throughout the year and just for matty and danica's benefit put you give you some context and of course nobody else has forgotten guys so you know um there we go uh, we're this is all based on the famous tv program by phil and kirsty list it or love it love it or list it love it or list it do you know it do you know it? Love it or list it? You just told it? Oh, I see you. What a team. Love it or list it? So the, the concept is that there are, uh, a couple want to either move house or stay in the house, invest in it and make it brilliant, or give it up and start again. So I've got three of the, in my mind, most important areas of your life, of my life, your relationship with God, your relationship with church, your relationship with the Bible. And we're just going through reasons why you might want to love it, what you need to do to make it better, to improve it, to invest in it, to make it more comfortable, to, you know, to really make it uh, your, 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 your best friend, your, your home. Or, but recognizing there may be reasons that you're thinking, I'm going to list this. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure about church anymore, not sure about the Bible anymore. I'm not sure even about my faith. And so we recognize that that battle is going on in our minds and in our hearts and in our lives all the time. So this is about winning the battle. And today I'm looking at listing reasons you might want to list the Bible. I'm not going to spend long in it, but they are there, aren't they? And uh, the whole of society, it feels like if you're a, a Christian, it can feel like you're under attack. Uh, secular Western society has um, kind of um, diminished the Bible and its influence, its credibility. Uh, it's true, isn't it? And the church sometimes is its own worst, worst enemy. We, we, we can f find so many different opinions and views and, oh my gosh, somebody believes this, somebody believes the other. It's so difficult. People can be then skeptical about, well, what credibility does the Bible have? What authority does it really have? So it, there's definitely a battle going on around us. There's a battle going on also within us. If you have decided maybe to follow Jesus, to believe the Bible like I did, uh, the, I first believed almost the Bible. I decided to believe the Bible was true. And from that, I almost discovered that Jesus was real. So it's a powerful book that can change your life and does change people's lives and has changed society, changed the world. If you look at the history of it, it's been such an influential book. So I want to encourage you to look at the Bible again. And if you've decided to sideline it, maybe think about listing it, maybe given up on it. You maybe tried reading the Bible, but it's just oh, it's confusing. It's quite hard. It's, uh, maybe it doesn't seem too relevant. Don't know how to read it. You know, we recognize that. It's, you know, they're, 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 uh, we've all been there and we will be again. It's not a simple Book. It's actually a beautiful work of historical literature that contains the Word of God and is true, and it needs depth, understanding, and thought, and help, and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to really start to unpack it. And it's a lifelong journey that we can go on as we begin to unopen all its truths. And I'm finding that. I'm finding things I've thought, yep, I believe that, I understand that. I'm finding, well, actually, I need to let go of some of that understanding and, in, and into, in, 
conviction that I've had about the Bible. And so, it can be confusing. What is truth? Where does it come from? How do we understand the Bible? That's what I'm talking about today. So, we've got the kids' Bibles. Welcome, kids. Great to have the gangs. They're not over. They're here. That's the only difference. We're in the big gang. The adults' gang is on today. This is it. We're here. Kids' gangs, you're with us. Fantastic. Milo, you're here. Anybody else got one of these Bibles? Sally's been handing them out. Anybody want a Do you remember this? It's a Bible. Doesn't look like an iPhone. My Bible is an iPhone. That's okay. Anybody want one? You just hand them all out. The challenge is to try and keep up with me, Milo, because find the scriptures, read through them. There you go. Yvonne's at it. Brilliant. This is um, uh, the Holy Bible, New Century Version, translation, particularly orientated for kids, but it's not a kid's Bible. It's still like, whew, some big words in here. Tell you what. So, that's the context. And my message today is called the battle for the Bible, because I've just outlined that there is a battle going on around us and within us as to whether we're going to love it or list it. Just the Bible itself highlights this. The story, here we go. You ready for this? Luke 4. Anybody can find Luke 4? Stick their hand up. First there. Luke 4. I'm going to read a story. Well, I'm going to just refer to a story. Luke 4 contains the story of when Jesus comes out of baptism. He's been filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's just going to start his ministry. And he goes to the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasts for 40 days. What a start to your Christian journey if you decided to be baptized, to believe the Bible, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. These are all things we believe in, by the way. These are still available for you. Bang! You're in a battle. If you make these decisions, you know you're in a battle. That's your welcome to the Christian life. It is a battle. For Jesus, the devil came and tempted him. Have you found it, Milo? Yes. Anybody else? Nope. Okay. It's up there anyway. No, is it? Could it be? Thanks, Ruben. Can you flick that on to the next slide? Sorry, I'll try and keep reminding, keep promoting. Um, the devil says to Jesus, if you are the Son of God, let this stone become bread. Jesus answered. Remember, he'd been fasting 40 days. Verse 3. Thank you. Luke 4, sorry. Verse 3. Gosh, I'm just no good at this teaching thing. Oh, Sally, sorry. <laughs> Luke 4 verse 3 says, the devil said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, tell the stone to become bread. Jesus answered, I'm absolutely starving. That's a great idea. Let's do it. Or not. Who would have said this? It is written in the scriptures, a person does not live by eating only bread. Jesus recognized this was a battle he was in and a temptation and that he was being challenged about his identity and he responded by believing and quoting from scriptures, the actual scripture he quotes from. You'd find it in your book. You can look at it later, Deuteronomy 8.3, I believe it's in. Jesus quotes the scripture to defend himself and to um, respond to the temptation of the devil. There is one point for this morning. 
That is the power of Scripture. It can overcome evil. It can direct you to wisdom and understanding and truth. Jesus used it. He used even the Old Testament, what we told the Old Testament. Some people find it a little bit more difficult to get into that, and that's understandable. It's a different ancient book. We'll talk about that another day. Collection of books. But Jesus was able to build his life, his mission, and his journey on it, and he understood himself from it. And even when the devil twisted it, because later on in the story in verse 9, then the devil led Jesus to Jerusalem, put him on a high place of the temple. If you're the son of God, still trying to, are you? Are you? If you're the son of God, jump down, and it's written, for it is written in the scriptures. He will put his angels in charge of you. He'll watch over you, to watch over you. It is also written, verse 11, they will watch over you in their hands so that you will not hit your foot on a rock. Did you notice what just happened there? Anybody spot it? Who was quoting Scripture? The devil quoted Scripture to tempt Jesus to do something that would undermine his identity, put him off his mission, and cause him to fail. The devil uses this Bible because he knows it's powerful, but he misapplies it, misinterprets it, and uses all sorts of ways to make sure that if a Christian has decided to believe in the Bible, they're not going to understand it. They're not going to apply it properly. They're going to misinterpret it. And you can see the fruit of this for yourselves throughout history. This battle has been going on ever since. So it's possible, with the best of intentions, to misunderstand and misinterpret the Scriptures, the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament. It's possible. And it's possible... I've done it. It's possible we've done it. It's possible you've done it because the devil will want you to do it and he will trick us and deceive us and convince us. Either the Bible's not worth reading or if we do, to make sure we misapply it. So it's a challenge. We're in a battle, but there is good news. Let's lift this mood here. And I forgot to start the timer, Stuart. Oh my gosh. You got me? Halfway through. Woo, 10 minutes left. Trying to do this in 20 minutes. So, next slide. Thank you, Ruben. There is a battle. We need to engage in it. Here's the hope. Here's Here's how we can have a confidence that we can learn to understand and interpret the Bible effectively and properly. And and it's crucial. Um, This story in Luke 24. Luke 24, folks. Try and find it. I'm going to, I've got some highlights up there um, that I pointed out, but I'm going to just read through this. This is the story of the road to Emmaus. Two disciples have just been part of the whole Jesus movement in Jerusalem. They've seen him, they've been with him, they've watched him be arrested, crucified. And it's the Monday morning. That Monday morning feeling, they're completely disillusioned. Anybody identify this? Now you know where the Monday feeling comes from. Nothing to do with the work. This is where it starts. Monday morning, after the resurrection, they've just been with Jesus, they've, they've been to church for all their lives, they're following his mission, they're believing in him as their savior, or their, or their messiah, or, or, or this, and catching. He got crucified, he's dead. Here we pick up the story. 
verse 13. That same day, Luke 24, verse 13. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were going to a town named Emmaus. This is the Monday morning. Named Emmaus, about 11 kilometers from Jerusalem. They were talking about everything that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and began walking with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. Then he said, what are these things you're talking about while you walk? The two followers stopped, looking very sad. It's Monday morning. Their whole hopes and dreams have been shattered. They're confused, and they don't even recognize Jesus, which is a mystery. The one named Cleopas answered, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know what just happened there? Jesus said to them, What are you talking about? And he said, About Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet who said and did many powerful things before God and all the people. Verse 20, Our leaders and the leading priests hand him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he would free Israel. Besides this, it is now the third day since this happened, and today some women among us amazed us. Early this morning they went to the tomb, but they did not find his body there. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who had seen that Jesus was alive. So some of our group went to the tomb too. They found it just as the woman said, but they did not see Jesus. And we decided to hop out and leave and head off to Emmaus. Ever felt like that? Ever thought, oh, I just... I'm just not sure about this anymore. I'm just, is it, you know, church, faith is hard, it's difficult. I'm not sure ever felt like that. Of course you have. We, we all have. We all have because the Christian walk is a battle. So there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. It's recognizing this and finding this is what will happen as you are dis disillusioned as they were, confused. And the, the common theme is here, they hadn't, mis, they hadn't understood the Bible. Look, Jesus says to them this. Jesus said to them, <laughs> graciously, you are foolish and slow to believe everything the prophet said. Says it like it is Jesus. They said, that the, they said, the prophets and the scriptures, the Old Testament as we know it, that's what he's talking about, that's what he's referring to. They said that the Christ must suffer these things before he enters his glory. Then starting with Moses and all the prophets, and all the prophets had said about him, Jesus began to explain everything that had been written about himself in the scriptures. The scriptures point to Jesus. Jesus' whole faith and mission and ministry, identity, purpose, and confidence and assurance comes from the scriptures, as he called them, the Old Testament, as we know them, generally speaking. That's, that's it. The, 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 it's amazing the confidence we can have that the, the, the scriptures he was reading are the scriptures we can see today. Incredible history about that. Very exciting, very powerful, very significant. But the disciples were drifting because they hadn't clocked it. They hadn't understood it. They'd seen it. They experienced it. But they hadn't understood it. So it's so important that we understand how to understand, how to apply and interpret the Bible. They came near the town of Emmaus, verse 28. And Jesus acted as if they were going further. But they begged him, stay with us because it is late. It is almost night. So he went to stay with them. When Jesus was at the table with them, he took some bread, gave thanks, and divided it 
and gave it to them. And then they were allowed to recognize Jesus. Something spiritual was going on there beyond what we can understand, a spiritual battle. Their eyes were opened. When they saw who he was, he disappeared. If you find that difficult to believe, this guy's just been raised from the dead. What is too difficult for him? What can we, this is a whole new realm of understanding what reality is about, that God is real, that there's a spiritual realm, that things are going on that are beyond the physical and the material. They said to each other, it felt like a fire burning in us when Jesus talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us. Milo, kids, I promise you, if you one day decide to believe the Bible, you will find that your heart will burn with excitement at the vision and the mission and the gospel message that is contained here. I promise you that is the confidence I have, that the Bible sets our hearts ablaze. And the only reason I am able to stand here proclaim this is because of the work that the Bible has done through my heart with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of the community around me, with the people that have explained it and challenged me, who have shown me how to live it out. That's what we believe this church is about, is helping people, encouraging people to live out the Christian life, to understand what it means to be a Christian, to follow him. Jesus did that for these disciples. And what happened? So the two followers got up at once and went back to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 disciples, the 11 apostles, and others gathered. They were saying, the Lord really has risen from the dead. He showed himself to Simon. Then the two followers told what had happened on the road and how they recognized Jesus when he divided the bread. They were turned around. They were drifting away from Jesus going their own way because they hadn't understood the truth, they hadn't understand what it was all about, had given up, but then they started to turn around and come back because the Bible had been open to them, their hearts were burning, Jesus had explained it, it's becoming true, they recognize it, oh, I see this in a new light, I see what happened, yes, this is true, the, the scriptures point it, I've seen it, I'm experiencing it, and here are other people who are evidencing it and supporting me, and that's what the Christian life is all about, it's seeing that the scriptures are true, people are experiencing it, and we're enjoying it and receiving the, the hope of the gospel in our lives. What a combination. Love your Bible, love your church, love your relationship with God. Do not list it. Invest in it. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on this Bible. Don't give up when you get stuck. Don't give up when you don't understand it. It's okay. You're meant to not understand it first time around. This is a lifelong journey of meditation and a support and revelation and understanding. And if you start to pick bits out, you might just get tripped up. The rest of Luke's just finishes in joy and glory. Jesus appears to them. And in verse 44, he says, Remember, I was with you before. I said that everything written about me must happen. Everything in the law of Moses, the books of the prophets, and the Psalms. Then Jesus opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. Verse 45. He said to them, It is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that a change of hearts and lives and forgiveness of sins would be preached the in his name to all nations, starting at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I will send you with my Father what my Father has promised, but you must stay in Jerusalem until you receive that power from, holy, from, from heaven. Milo, kids, 
if you wait for the Holy Spirit to come, He will come. The Holy Spirit will fill you and will start to help you interpret, understand Scripture. If you wait and stick with church, your friends, hopefully your preachers, will help you understand and learn to apply this in your lives in a way that is effective and true and brings fruit and brings hope and brings life to others. It's a powerful gospel. It is good news. We are set free. And just in the last slide, thank you, uh, Ruben. I have to just finish with this. The Bible is written with the purpose of revealing Jesus. We need to put, if you remember, our gospel goggles on. If you want to understand the Bible, you have to understand the gospel. If you want to understand the gospel, you have to understand the Bible. Sorry, but that's, that's it. <laughs> this paradox, this miracle. When you're reading the Bible, look for Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. So when you're under, looking at the Old Testament, it points to Jesus. Look for that, look for that. When you're reading the New Testament, what happened? How did that make sense to them there? It points to Jesus. But it's power and experience to help us find him experience and we need the Holy Spirit. It's a lifelong journey. That's my message today. But let's finish with scripture to describe itself in one of the best ways. Paul's writing to this, this young disciple, Timothy, and he says, but you should continue following the teachings you learned. You know they are true. Make that a commitment that if you're not sure yet, that is okay, but come and find out. Come and investigate. Come and see. Come and decide. Can this be true? Because you trust those who taught you. Since you were a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Milo, that's you. Look, you got the Bible in your hand. You, you're here. Kids. Since you were a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise. And that wisdom... Do you want to be wise? Here it is. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing people what is wrong in their lives, for correcting faults, and for teaching how to live right. Using the Scriptures, the person who serves God will be capable of having all that is needed to do every good work. How good is that? I'm happy with that. The band happy to come back? Got another song? Using the scriptures, I encourage you, use the scriptures. The Old Testament, the New Testament, the law, the prophets, all of it. If we learn to read it, and you can, with faith, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with each other, you will be capable of having all that is needed to do every good work that God has prepared in advance for you to do. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your message. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for your gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your hope in the Scriptures. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this amazing, amazing, amazing book. Book of books. Ancient yet relevant. Old but visionary. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit.
come, Holy Spirit. I just want to pray for you, and I pray. Let's pray together. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come for those that are waiting for you. I pray that if those of you and those of us who are on the road to Emmaus, just drifting away, that you would meet with them. You would speak to them through the scriptures. You would draw them back to you. Draw them back to church. Draw them back to your word. Draw them back to your Holy Spirit. Draw them back to mission. Draw them back to all that you've called them to. All that you want for them. All that you have for them. Oh, Lord, and we take authority over the enemy who will try and trip us up, discourage us, tempt us, distract us in Jesus' name. And we pray for strength and hope and a new commitment, a new energy, a new vision, new excitement to meditate and chew on this thing called Scripture, this thing called the Bible for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, give us that love for the Bible. We want to receive that gift. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks, George. Thanks, guys. God bless you.